Well, good morning, friends. It's good to see all of you this morning. It's good to see all of you, uh, at least in spirit, that's joining us online. It's good to be back in worship this morning, although we're in worship here frequently at this service on Sunday mornings. And so um, we're just going to stop for a moment and ask God to bless our time together and feed our soul and encourage us and sharpen us. Mighty, awesome God. Thank you for the fellowship and the body of Christ. Thank you for the music this morning, the prayer time. Thank you, God, for the, all the fellowship that's going on, both in here and out in the atrium and in the classes as they meet. We pray, Holy Spirit, you will come, open our minds and our hearts this morning to your word that we might just receive, just not to be blessed ourselves, but that we can share that word today and the rest of this week. And we pray these things, Jesus, in your name. And God's people said, amen and amen. Let me give you a little backstory to why we're looking at Matthew and this, these verses here in Jeremiah and Isaiah seven, six, seven weeks ago when Sylvester asked me if I would preach this morning. I said, well, sure, I'd be glad to do that. Um, and in the meantime, I had something that I had never experienced before happen. In a moment of, I don't know, weakness or wisdom... I said yes to going back for my 50th year high school class reunion. <laughs> now, technically, it's only year 49 because in Greenfield, they only have these celebrations every two or three years. So I said, well, I'll go back for my class reunion. And I realized when I walked into that reunion on Saturday night, I did not know one single person in that room. My brother, because my mother saved everything, my brother had saved my high school yearbook. And so I went through that yearbook before we went out there thinking, well, some of these faces will look familiar. The faces didn't look familiar and the names didn't look familiar. <laughs> and you know, those folks got old over the last 50 years. <laughs> I don't think they would have known who I was except... Um, uh, Diana, who uh, was one of the ones that organized this, uh, said uh, before we ate, she says, and we're going to ask Randy Racy to, to come and give our blessing over the meal. Then they all knew who I was, and I felt like an idiot because I didn't know any of them. <laughs> but in terms of driving through town, I passed the church uh, that I spent um, a number of years in, that I found Christ in, the Holy Spirit in, that I preached in the first time. And I've been back to that church a couple of times for mom's funeral or dad's funeral. Uh, but other than that, I just haven't been back much in 50 years. I, I had this thing on the weekends that kind of interrupted <coughs> a lot of stuff, you know. And so as I drove by the church, I got to thinking about the first sermon I had ever preached when I was 15. You'll have to forgive my voice this morning. I don't know that I suck sucked a bunch of sawdust this week, but I'm sure I did something. <clears throat> but anyway, I began to think about um, the first sermon that I preached, and I remember the scripture passage. Now, my guys in my covenant group who are my age or a little older, they thought that was a hoot that I could remember that. I can't remember their names half the time, but I could remember that scripture. And it was Matthew 6:33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. <coughs> and um, 
So far, uh, you know, as I was thinking and praying about what God would have me just to share this morning, this thought came to my mind. Is that still preachable today? Now, I've preached it over the last 42 years several times, but is that still a thought today that Christian men and women who come to a point of relationship with God through their faith and trust in Jesus, is that something that we still need to be thinking about, seeking God? Do we need to still seek after him? And if we do, why do we need to still seek after him? And if so, then how do we need to seek after him? I was thinking uh, <clears throat> that reunion caused a lot of thoughts. And, and uh, again, I don't have great memory of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, childhood stuff, or <clears throat> I don't have great memory of high school stuff, just to be honest about it. But it caused me to pause for a moment, especially when Diane said, we're going to ask Randy to come and pray over our meal tonight. I hope that doesn't offend you. That caused me to pause for just a moment. Now, a lot of those kids I know were in the prayer meeting that I led at high school uh, in the morning before school started for a couple of years. And so I thought, well, why would they be offended? But in today's time and culture, we've got to cover our bases, I guess. But do we still seek God? Do we still think about God? Do we still search for God? Sylvester just finished a great series um, from the book of Revelation. And if I could just broad brush that for just a moment, I wonder how many of those folks in those seven churches had believed in Jesus, had trusted God, but as time went on, it had begun to slip from the front of their mind. It says, they forsook or they left their first love. And how many began to walk after God and walk after Christ, and yet after a period of time, their strength in the Lord, their faith in the Lord, their connection to God began to pale or waver just a bit, probably distracted by other things, probably distracted by other thoughts and opinions and beliefs, things that did not somehow or another strengthen them in their walk with Christ to continue to trust and grow in the righteousness and the love of God. Lori last Sunday did a great job, didn't she? Preaching on the love of God. At least it sounded good. Um, I have to be careful because I haven't preached in a while, so all these stories keep coming by. Heard this young preacher one time uh, who after the third Sunday he had been there, the elders of the church came up to him and said, well, you're preaching really well, son. You, you know you're in trouble when they call you son. You're preaching really well, son, but you've preached the same sermon the last three weeks in a row. And he said, well, I thought when I preached a sermon, something was supposed to happen and nothing's happened yet. <laughs> so that love thing, you know, I cycle through thoughts of the scriptures and I cycle through various practices. And one of the things that I've been uh, just focusing on lately especially as that we're connected with seeking God, is are the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, are they acceptable, O oh God? Now, I would imagine that a lot of our thoughts are acceptable to people who are like, are like us, theologically or politically or in terms of whatever, but are they acceptable to God? 
somehow or another. It seems like the longer I've been a Christian, the more I know about God and the more I realize I don't know much about God. I don't know if you're like that or not. The more that I know about God, the bigger God gets. The more that I understand, the more that I study, the more that I pray, the more that I meditate, I have a bigger sense of who God is. And the more sense of, I have of how big God is, the more I have a sense of how really big God is. And the fact that I don't know near as much as I think I do. Can somebody say amen to that? We don't know near as much as we thought we did. I have a little illustration this morning. I thought I'd share with you what happens. If we don't continue to seek God as we walk in this faith after we've trusted in Jesus. Now, this is a really nice-looking, well-kept, older house. I'm sure they've maintained it. I'm sure they've taken care of it. The roof looks good on it. The front porch looks good on it. But if you didn't take care of those things, this is what this house possibly could look like. I just, I just wonder sometimes as we as the church, and I, I mean, we can go out, load up our gospel guns and go out into the streets and just shoot at people. But let's just talk about and look at ourselves this morning. If we don't cons- continue to seek after God, <coughs> well, our spiritual lives begin to look like that house. Uh, <clears throat> I was in uh, Oklahoma Gosh, that's probably 98 or 99. There was a Category 6 tornado that went through Oklahoma. And I took a mission team from the church. Actually, it ended up being from three different churches. And we went out there and we worked for a week. The first place that we worked was an older couple's home. And they had lost shingles because the hurricane or the tornado went through and just decimated their roof. When I got up on the roof that first morning to assess where we needed to start, the first thing I did was felt the roof start to give away underneath of me. And as I began to inspect it from further, there was more than just a shingle problem. And I got down off the roof, and we were working through the United Methodist Committee on Relief, UMCOR. And I said to them, they asked me, they said, Randy, what do you think we need to do here? And I said, well, I said, this is a bigger problem than a shingle problem. And he said, you know, I kind of wondered from the looks of the property. He says, I don't think they've maintained things well here over the years. And, of course, one of my young people stuck their foot through the roof, uh, maybe through the ceiling, just to prove how soft it was up there. That's sometimes what I'm concerned about for our spiritual lives if we don't continue to seek God. When those big storms in life come, what will our spiritual lives look like? If we've maintained them, we'll be able to weather those storms. Those storms can be one of things. It could be cancer. It could be unexpected death. It could be loss of a job. It could be divorce. It could be kids. It could be... You know, you just add to the list. If we've maintained our search for God and a deeper connection to God, I believe that uh, as time goes on, those things can hit us 
and will not be devastated. At one point when I was looking at the roof on this house and some of the other issues as I began to walk around it, I thought, I wonder if this house is worth saving. And our own spiritual lives, when those things hit us, there are times when brothers and sisters who've had a relationship and who have a relationship with Jesus but haven't kept it sharp and haven't kept it full and are still not seeking after God, <coughs> they really struggle. <clears throat> they really, really struggle. And it seems to me that as we think about that this morning, there's just some things that maybe might help us today. You know, I think we're always seeking after something. Any of you thinking about lunch after church? What's your biggest decision? Our biggest decision on Sundays. It used to be a given that we would go to a one restaurant on Sundays just because they always had room for us. That restaurant may not be at the top of our list any longer. So when we're pursuing and seeking things, what are we pursuing? Maybe it's just a, maybe it's where we're going after church for lunch. But in some places in town, they're seeking where their next meal is coming from. Or they're seeking where they're going to spend the night. And how about acceptance? Folks are constantly searching for and seeking acceptance. I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I was elected president of my freshman class. Or pres well, president of my freshman, I was elected president of my class. And the next year, somebody else got elected. <laughs> I thought, what is this? I was looking back through the yearbook. My class elected somebody new every year. I thought, I don't remember who the homecoming queen was. I don't remember who the homecoming king was at high school. But somehow or another, we're all seeking and pursuing some level of acceptance. We seek that. We desire that. We want that. We think about that. Or how about, what are other things that we pursue and seek? How about security? And if you have, and I'm trying to remember, ring is one of them. Do you have any one of those ring things at your house? Uh, we stayed at, at Ray and Susan's one time, and they've got something else. I can't remember what it's called. Simply safe. You have one of those things at your house to protect your house, seeking safety or security. When we think about seeking safety, and these are good things to see. Aren't these important things to search for? Aren't these important things to pursue and spend some time looking after? I was reading the other day where um, two ladies at 5.30 decided to go walking over at Tipton Park and park their cars. And after they got done with their walk, all of their tires on both cars were slashed. I was reading in Texas. <clears throat> I was reading in Texas where four Indian women, not Native American, but four Indian women were just walking down the street. And some lady came up and just began to verbally attack them. And when one, one of the Indian women said, well, why are you doing that? And she said, if you don't shut up, I'm going to shoot you. Safety never used to be a big issue, I didn't think. Now, maybe I just lived in a place where it was not a big issue. But, you know, 
we pursue safety. Our healing, our respect, our new job, or, or maybe it's a living wage. <coughs> Any of you ever sought a better job that paid better? Searched for that, worked for that? I, I heard this great story the other day. It was from a preacher. His son came up to him and said, Dad, he says, if you make $56,000 a year, he says, are you happy and is that really good money? And this wise father said, it is until I make it. And then it's not enough. We keep pursuing more. So somehow or another, what else are we pursuing? And how far are we willing to go to get it? How much are we willing to invest of our time or energy or money in it? What values will we need to sacrifice along the way to get there? And will you walk over somebody or will you walk on somebody to get what you're pursuing? Now, let me just shift a minute. What about God? How intently do you search and still seek for God this morning? August the 28th, 2022. Those of you who've been believers for a good most of your life, good part of your life, all of your life? Are you still searching and seeking for God's presence? Are you still searching and seeking? Um, you know, I've told you before that I think that those folks who have not received Christ have just received a lie from the devil, and they've accepted that. I was talking with somebody the other day that was asking my opinion on how to respond because they had talked to somebody Wife was not in good health, and he said to them, he says, what do I need to do to get to the Methodist heaven? She says, she's a Methodist, and she's faithful, and I want to go to that heaven. And I thought, my goodness, what are we seeking after? Do we know what we're seeking after? This is an observation after some 45 years, not criticism, maybe closer to 50 years, <laughs> I used to do a lot of work on lay witness missions. <clears throat> I traveled on them. I testified at them. I said and I, I or sang and I led the music at, I don't know how many, all over the, mid, or the Midwest and to the East Coast. And I ran across a couple one time and, and uh, I was impressed with their testimony when they shared it. And they had a beautiful daughter. <clears throat> now as a, 19-year-old, that sort of impressed me. Really kind of impressed me. The mom thought that I ought to go and ask her out. But I listened to their testimony and their witness. And there would be weeks where sometimes if I wasn't working on the weekend, I'd be on the road every weekend, four, five, six weeks in a row. And I heard them share their testimony, how they came to Christ, but I kept hearing the same story over and over and over and over. And what I didn't hear from their witness to, to the Lord was anything new that was happening in their life. I don't know about you, but new things happen in my life frequently. My life has changed over the last 50 years, frequently, since I got out of high school. And as often as it's changed, I've had to keep seeking the Lord because I still seek his wisdom. And have you got it all figured out? I still seek his righteousness on a daily basis. Anybody reach perfection yet? 
I still seek his grace constantly. I still seek his peace. I still seek his strength. I love to seek his joy and his kindness. Some days my kindness is not as good as God's. So I have to say, God, would you fill me with your kindness today? Because I don't think mine's going to make it. Especially when I travel up this street just south of the church and those two lanes merge into one. I need God's grace and goodness. I'm just saying. I keep searching for more of his mercy or more of his help. So what's our priority in life? You know, Jesus paid a pretty heavy price for us that we might have a relationship with God. He left the splendor of heaven, came to this earth, worked just like everybody else worked, made himself lower than he had been. He was ridiculed, scorned, and ultimately crucified so that you and I might have a relationship with God. Do we value that? I mean, do we value that to the point that we still seek the God that Jesus opened the door for us to have connection with? Do we value what he did by seeking God daily in our lives? Do we still value what he's done for us over and over and over and over again? Now, I know life is busy. I thought life was busy before I retired. If any of you retired, I keep hearing this story and I'm finding it to be true. You're busier in retirement than you were when you weren't retired. So in retirement now, I'm going to home sweet home two or three days a week or more. And then somehow or another, and I'm sure God had his mighty hand on this, but we're still talking about this. I said yes to being the interim chaplain at Even Glow Senior Living in Pontiac, <clears throat> three days a week. And I'm thinking, <coughs> Lord, how do I have time for this? Let's look at Isaiah for just a moment. I'm going to, be, going to be, have to be done here in just a minute. There's another reason I think we th- seek after God. It says here in Isaiah, our thoughts are not God's thoughts And our ways are not God's ways. Do you want to be like Jesus? The more time we spend in God's presence, seeking his favor and his face, the more we'll look like Jesus and we'll talk like Jesus. I'm I'm going to talk about the church around the world now, but I could just talk about it in this country. And my friends, brothers and sisters in the church in this country, need a revival in their heart when it said, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah, you can clap about that. That's all right. Say an amen. That'll preach, you know? Let me just, uh, one more quick thought here. How do we go about seeking God? We find it here. And uh, in Jeremiah, it says, (laughs) the Lord says, call on me. How do you call on the Lord? Let me help you here. Are you ready? Lord, it's that simple. <laughs> Lord, when my, 
I was thinking about mom and dad the other day when I was back in town. And when my, uh, um, when my mom uh, wanted to call us in for supper or wanted to call us in to do chores we hadn't done, it would be, Randall, William, get in here. Well, for us to come to God, it's like, holy, awesome, merciful God, I need to talk to you. So we call to God. It says we pray to God. We seek God with our whole heart. Psalm 105.1 says, give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. This is a little thing that I have prayed for over 50-some years. Lord, I want more of you in more of me. And that comes when we continue to seek God. It's Jeremiah 29, 11, then all the things God has planned for us will be added to us when we continue to seek God with all of our heart. Let's pray together. Mighty awesome God. I prayed the words this morning here. <coughs> the ones I've offered are not important, but your word's important. And I pray we would hear that word in our soul. And take this as a word of encouragement from you this morning, helping to remind us to seek you today, this day. And then, Holy Spirit, help us tomorrow morning. Remind us to seek after God. All of these other things we've got to take care of, all these other things we need to search for, seek for, but in all of our busyness, oh, Holy Spirit, help us to remember to seek God. In Jesus' name, amen.